Today's Colorado Matters is a laughing matter. We've stitched together a comedy special that we hope will have you in stitches. A compendium of Colorado comics from our previous holiday extravaganzas. My mom's always like, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My dad, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My stepmom, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My stepdad, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My mom's third husband, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? Well, there's a lot of bourbon. Uh, it's vegan. <laughs> I am a redneck vegetarian. The freeway on-ramps, when you have the lights, they both turn green for you to come on. Not every state has them turn on at the same time. How come Colorado's like, no, we're gonna start every freeway driving experience in a low-stakes drag race? This is Colorado Matters from CPR News and KRCC. I'm Ryan Warner. Laughter, I think, is fundamental to the holidays. After all, ho, ho, ho is onomatopoeia for Santa chortling, which is why comedians have always had a place in our annual holiday extravaganza. Well, we've assembled those acts for a special today that we hope results in guffaws. Denver's Josh Blue won NBC's reality competition Last Comic Standing in 2006. He has since had specials on Comedy Central, Showtime, and Amazon. He often cracks jokes about his disability, claiming to, quote, put the cerebral in cerebral palsy. Recorded at our extravaganza in 2017, here's Josh Blue. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for having me tonight, guys. It's uh, so exciting. Uh, I, uh, I know a lot of you know who I am. I'm also aware that maybe this is your first time seeing me. And if that's the case, I'm pretty sure you're like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> the homeless guy got in here. I love Colorado. I live here. Colfax, man, I fit right in there. I'll tell you that much. Just another wobbly guy on the sidewalk. I love it here, man. I love Denver. It's a great city, isn't it? Just had somebody come up to me on the street go, Hey, man, are you in town? (laughs) Not yet. Just keep looking for me, okay? I'll be wearing this. (laughs) Maybe not a good joke for radio. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I love telling jokes. It feels good, you know? When you're laughing and you're not thinking about your horrible life, you know? <laughs> so we've all been through some rough times, but the way I look at it is every day that I get to be alive, I just try to live the hell out of that. Because, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> the truth of the matter is we're all going to die, and uh, probably... Tell me you soon. <laughs> like I said, I live here in Denver. I love our town, but I, I just bought a house, uh, and I guess I didn't realize how close it was uh, in location to the Purina dog food plant. <laughs> I guess every day the, uh, that I went to like check the house out, the wind was blowing in the other direction. And now that I uh, live there three or four times a week, you know, you just go outside and you can like taste the dog food. You're like, oh, God, oh, oh, oh. 
I'm just out in the yard like, oh. The worst part is this makes me so damn hungry. <laughs> I love it. I am a handyman. I bought an old house and I like to do projects. And whenever I'm out there in the yard using tools, I got a neighbor that comes over. He's like, hey, man, you're making us really nervous. <laughs> I'm like, how do you think I feel? This just happened to me the other day. Uh, I don't know, this happens to me uh, a couple times a year. I'll be out at a restaurant with a bunch of friends hanging out, and uh, the server will go around the table and take everybody's order. And then when they get to me, they'll be like, and what will he have? <laughs> Last time, my buddy was like, I'm guessing to talk with your manager. <laughs> <laughs> Free dinner. <laughs> now that I know that little trick, I'm just exaggerating when I walk in like, ah. <laughs> hey, you guys are awesome. Thank you very much. How much of that was done on the fly? How much of that did you plan? Um, I did not plan any of that, man. I was, really? I was, <laughs> I, just, I just go on stage and hope it comes out again, you know what I mean? <laughs> when you go on stage, do you feel every time like you have to explain your disability? I did at first, like when I first came on the scene, I definitely have some explaining to do. If you don't know me, you're definitely uncomfortable. Uh, but now that you do know me, you're still pretty uncomfortable, so. <laughs> if you find something funny in the world, how do you catalog it? How do you remember it for a joke later? I've never written anything down. Like, I just, um, I wouldn't be able to read it, number one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying, guys. Like, Need like 18 pages for one line, you know? I feel like I shouldn't laugh, you know? No, no, you, you definitely should laugh. I could, okay, I mean, okay. I can make it a lot more uncomfortable if you'd like. <laughs> Are the holidays particularly funny to you, Josh Blue? <laughs> no, I just, uh, you know, uh, too much bing bada dong, all right? I've heard enough. No, I like it. It's fun, but it's, you know, uh, having my own kids now and creating a new, a new tradition. You have a son, Simon, and your daughter is Seika. Seika, yeah. Yeah. What new traditions are you creating? We uh, go to my uh, cabin and burn Christmas trees. You guys do what you want, okay? I don't, <laughs> just... Thank you for being with us. Happy holidays. Oh, is that what got that, me kicked that's, out? Get the hook. Okay, <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thanks so much. Josh Blue, everyone. When our next guest isn't on the road telling jokes, he's at home, cleaning. David Rodriguez lives in Fort Collins, where he's a stay-at-home dad with two kids, 
Rodriguez got his first taste of stand-up comedy in 2015 at the Lion's Lair Bar on East Colfax in Denver. He was immediately hooked and now performs regularly at Comedy Works in Denver. Let's welcome David Rodriguez. All right. Oh, man. This is great. This is probably the nicest place I've performed in by about a thousand people. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is great. I, this is great to be here. I love Colorado. I've lived here for about six years now. I moved here from Arizona. So that makes me an excellent winter driver. Uh, <laughs> That sounds counterintuitive, but I'm being totally serious because you move here from the desert and you respect and you fear the snow. <laughs> Not like you maniacs here in Colorado. Everybody here is like, I got it, I got it. You don't got it. <laughs> That's, I moved here, this is real advice I got when I moved here. Some guy told me, hey, uh, you might not know this if you come from a place that doesn't have a lot of snow. It's actually more dangerous if you drive slower. That's real advice that came at me from a human body. I don't understand driving here in Colorado doesn't make any sense. Here's something, all right, here's something I don't get about Colorado. The freeway on-ramps, when you have those, the lights, you know, they both turn green for you to come on. Not every state has them turn on at the same time. How come Colorado's like, no, we're gonna start every freeway driving experience in a low-stakes drag race. Is your car stronger than a Kia Sorento? We'll find out. We'll find out right now. I don't get it. <laughs> but I love it. I love driving all around Colorado. Doing comedy in Colorado is great. I get up into the mountains. There's some funky small towns up in the mountains. I was doing a gig in Oak Creek, Colorado. Yeah, three people. I think half the town is here. That's nice. That's nice for making it down. If you don't know Oak Creek, that's a town with a total population of like 700 people. Total. I got there, to give you an idea of how small of a town that is, I get there and found out that the person who booked me on the show was the mayor of the town, and she was also the bartender at the venue, okay? Small. This comic before me was trying to do jokes about online dating. I'm like, what are you, nobody's online dating in Oak Creek. Colorado, what did that, that would be like, they'd be like, oh yeah, I got a match. Ah, it's Karen. <laughs> you know, there's... <laughs> Karen, I told you to quit. Swat. She's just right there. She's just in the room. <laughs> it's a town so small, they were smoking cigarettes inside in this venue. And I'm on stage. I'm like, I didn't know you could legally do that anywhere in Colorado. This old dude sitting right up front just blows smoke right in my face. He was like, who are you going to tell? <laughs> I was like... Nobody, I want to get out of Oak Creek alive. That is, <laughs> you mentioned that I have kids. It's always good, you know, it's good to get a little break. You go on the road from the kids. Doing stand-up comedy is a win no matter what when you have kids, because you tell a joke, it gets a laugh, that's great. If not, peace and quiet's okay too. You know, like that's, that's nice. <laughs> Round of applause in here if you have kids. Round of applause if you have kids. That's, that's pretty good. Round of applause if you don't have kids. I guarantee that was less people too. Like it's louder. 
there's an energy level difference that you gotta kinda... <laughs> Here's some advice for those of you who don't have kids. Don't talk to your friends that have kids about your day. That's it. <laughs> That's... It's, it's a rude thing to do. I'm 33 years old, most of my friends my age don't have kids, they're always like, oh bro, I had the most brutal day. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> you know? Tell me about it. They're like, whoa, whoa. listen to this. Work, okay, was super busy. I only got three breaks all day. Then I get home, people are posting Game of Thrones spoilers on Facebook. And I'm like, I got human poop in and around my face and eyes before breakfast today. Work was super busy. Oh no, I feel so bad. People without kids, you wake up on the weekend. Mm, this is the sunlight's coming in, nice and peaceful. Catch yourself in the mirror and it's like, hey there, most important person in my life, you know? What do you want to do today? Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> Just do nothing. Guys, as a parent, if I wake up and I do nothing long enough, I go to jail. Do you understand? <laughs> like... My son dropped his first ever F-bomb of his life. Middle of a crowded target. Proud moment for the whole family. Try to be, you know, stern. I tried to be dadly, you know, like pull him in real close. Got all, you know, I was like, where did you hear that word? <laughs> he got all scared. He's like, my friend Tristan said it. I was like, I don't ever, ever again want to hear you narc out one of your friends like that. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. We know the, we know the rules. We know. <laughs> Especially don't want to be tattling on a kid named Tristan who's dropping F-bombs in the first grade. That kid's probably a badass, you know? <laughs> It's gonna get caught smoking cigarettes in middle school and the teacher's gonna be like, are you smoking cigarettes? He's gonna blow that smoke right in her face and be like, who are you gonna tell? <laughs> yeah, the same kid. All right, you guys are great. I've been David Rodriguez, thanks so much. Come over to the living room, David. Sit down, be comfortable. I wanna tell you about my day. It, <laughs> work was so stressful, it was so stressful. I identify with that metered light situation. I used to drive a Nissan Cube, mm -hmm. which my friends called the toaster. Yeah, you ever, get, you ever get passed by the people who got the green light in the group behind you? That's fun, that's always. <laughs> I bought a new car because I was sick of losing. Yeah. Yeah. My car, I, I have to like rev the engine so it doesn't stall. <laughs> and like people next to me, they're like, oh, you want to go? I was like, no, I'm just, I'm very poor. That's all like, <laughs> what do you think? We're in the movie Grease? I don't understand. Like, come on. Okay. You grew up on Catalina Island in, in Southern California. Yeah. I understand that Christmas involved some rather strange games with your family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mom... Uh, from her side of the family, she had a big family, and uh, the games that she grew up playing, we just kept playing. And they were, I didn't realize that not everybody played these games until I went to somebody, like when I got my first girlfriend and went to her house for Christmas. I'm like, you guys aren't playing the cotton ball game? Why, why don't? And this is a game <laughs> where you're blindfolded, kneeling in the living room with cotton balls spread out in front of you. You're holding a pie tin on your head, 
and you have a spatula, and whoever can blindfolded scoop the most cotton balls <laughs> into this pie tin while everybody watches <laughs> and cheers slash heckles in 60 seconds wins. And it was just the most insane thing every year. Every year, the whole family is just like, <laughs> are we doing it this year? And nobody ever wants to, and we did, every time. Every, every time. time. Did your girlfriends ever go over to your place to, yeah. pl to play this game? And yeah. that's when you broke up, or? <laughs> some of them were good sports, and some of uh -huh. them were like, I'm clearly not gonna do this. No, I don't. It actually sounds to me like a game that might have been invented during the Great Depression. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. 100%, yeah, they're like, what, what, what do we have around the house? Yeah, this is fine, let's. Uh... Do you do this with your children now? Yeah, this, I mean, the tradition is still going strong every okay. year. And my, yeah, my son, yeah, oh yeah. I, uh, we still have a big family gathering. I bring, my kids are super into it and, uh, and they love it. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Fort Collins comedian David Rodriguez recorded in 2018 at our third annual holiday extravaganza. He owns the Comedy Fort on College Avenue. And he recommended the comic we'll hear from right after the break, Nancy Norton, who's had a funny journey from the Ozarks to Boulder. This is Colorado Matters from CPR News. As the end of the year approaches, now might be the right time to start the paperwork to make a gift of stock, an IRA distribution, or to request a gift from your donor-advised fund. These gifts are meaningful to CPR, and they take time to process. Find more detailed information and learn about all the ways you and your family can make a significant year-end gift on the support page at CPR.org. This hour, we're taking a laugh break, listening to stand-up sets from our holiday extravaganzas gone by. Our next comedian often jokes that she's the fourth of three children, which we'll explain momentarily. Nancy Norton is the first woman to win the Boston Comedy Festival. And just before appearing on our show, she became only the second woman to win the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Norton is a stand-up veteran with a background in nursing, more evidence that laughter is the best medicine. She had our audience in stitches back in 2019 at the Newman Center in Denver. Here's Boulder comedian Nancy Norton. time in this theater. Uh, that's what we call it where I'm from. I'm from the Ozarks. Woo! Yeah! Which trailer park? Okay, Newman Center. I'll heckle myself so you can relax. Not everybody in the Ozarks lives in a trailer park, okay? There is a huge waiting list. You don't just get in there. You've got to earn it. You start with a pickup truck and a camper shell and you build and you pray. You get a vision board, you put a double white on there, and you manifest that. Watch what you pray for. Things don't always go well. You've all seen that half a trailer going down the highway? That's an Ozark divorce. I'm sorry to bring that up during the holiday extravaganza, but it happens. It ha it's a wide load. It's a wide emotional load, kids. Those red flags are on there for a reason. Stay back 10, 15 years. 
I speak from experience. I live in half a trailer. Thank you. Do not feel bad for me, Newman Center. I live in Colorado in half a trailer, so. The value, she went up exponentially, especially when I started calling her a tiny house. So, I am rich. I live in a tiny house. I cook on a tiny stove. I have a tiny stove. That's my Easy Bake oven. I still have it. Anybody have an Easy Bake growing up? Easy Bake, testify. Thank you, thank you. That's right, Easy Bake. First of all, misnomer was not an Easy Bake. It was somewhat difficult bake. Somewhat challenging bake. What was that? One sixteenth of a crappy cake? You overload the little pan, globs of chocolate everywhere, huge cake rising up in that oven. Remember that? You're staring at it through that little window. Remember the window? The portal, the portal for your joy. We were cooking with a light bulb, kids. <laughs> kids, in our day, light bulbs got hot. <laughs> Incandescent, they called them. You can't cook with an LED. You'll be there all day and just fudge. Can I say fudge? Yes, okay. A huge cake would rise up in there. You're staring at it. We're cooking with the light bulb, 100 watt bulbs, two of them, 200 watt bulbs. You're staring at it through a piece of glass. Now look, they won't let you look at an eclipse, but you can stare at that 100 watt bulb. <laughs> Girls don't need their retina, apparently. We went easy bake blind, a lot of us. I still am blind in this right eye. She's a grifter. She is a grifter. <laughs> I meet twice as many people as the rest of you. Every cloud has a silly lining. That cake would rise up so big and you had self-esteem. Do you remember that? Remember that transient self-esteem? Because I say transient, because that was a big cake that had to come out of slot this high. Does anybody remember this problem? For those radio viewers, that was a big cake with a little slot and it would not come out. You couldn't get it out of there. You had to force it out with another cake pan. It was the two cake pan easy bake system. You actually had to bake another cake to get the other cake. Yeah, you had to make another cake to get that cake. Cake, 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 cake. Setting you up for the type two diabetes that you now have. Pretty soon you had a stack of cakes this high. You're doing weddings for Barbie and you did not know why. Stalactites of chocolate began to hang down off the light bulb. Stalactites of chocolate. You couldn't get them out of there. The slots, you couldn't clean it. They didn't give you an easy off for the easy bake. You had to get creative. You had to send Barbie in, spelunking. It was spelunking Barbie. Get in there, Barbie. No, I'm afraid. Get in there, Barbie. You, does, that, does that look anything like a Barbie? You try to force Barbie in that little slot, but you know, in the 60s, parts of her were disproportionately large. <laughs> you had to shave those off. And it took a lot of time. I don't care how rough your sidewalk is. <laughs> so I'm a single mom. <laughs> I'm single, well, I'm a single stay away from home mom, I'll tell you that. It's better this way. I'm an older mom, I'm, I should have a 35 year old, I have a 15 year old. Uh, yes, and you knew I was an older mom because my name is Nancy. <laughs> they haven't made a Nancy since 1964. And I am not a late model Nancy. I'm getting, my neck fell this year, just fell, just fell. And I, I'm a single mom, I can't afford a facelift, so I just put a chip clip back here which I will be selling in the lobby. I call them Ozark facelifts if you want one. Come and see me. Come and see me. My son is adorable and uh, I, by the way, I did not birth him in my 40s. I adopted him. Or as he says, I bought him. I had a Groupon. That's his joke. That's his joke. That's how he copes. It's a beautiful thing. If you haven't considered adoption, 
let me just put that out this holiday season. Uh, <laughs> adopt a child for Christmas. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it was a beautiful journey and I'm so glad he's in my life. And uh, although he's hilarious and funnier than me and he's writing jokes now and I'm gonna tell you one of his jokes. Okay, he wrote this. What do you see when aliens get diarrhea? Mysterious crap circles. <laughs> he's cute. He's cute. His, when he was a toddler, his first words were, hot flash. He goes, that's it for me. I'm Nancy Norton. I hope you enjoy this holiday extravaganza. Thank you. You guys, this is such a beautiful theater. How about everybody do a, a little mini piece of an aria? Oh! You sang at the Newman Center. Thank you. <laughs> Nancy, come sit down with us. Thank you. Sit down. Have a seat in the couch with your absolutely hideous holiday vest. Thank you. Is this, come on, points for the, that is horrible. That is unflattering, and thank you. So you mentioned the Ozarks. You still go back there for Christmas to be with your mom? I'm very brave. Yes. <laughs> I do. Every year we go to the Ozarks, see the family. And what is that atmosphere like? Well, there's a lot of bourbon. Uh, but I mean for them. Vegan, for it's, them. Ve it's vegan. <laughs> I am a redneck vegetarian. Uh, yes. I don't drink a lot. You know, two. I have two. You know when it hits your... Do you, you drink? I do. You know how when the alcohol hits your esophagus for like two seconds, it feels like love? <laughs> it's like a sense of belonging. I have a sense of belonging. So this couch is not that kind of therapy couch. <laughs> And she's, so, and, she's, and she's laying down. All right. So, hang on. Uh, I understand that your grandparents brought a comical element to the holidays. They're, are they, are they oh, funny, too? Yes. Are they funny? My, my grandmother was the one who sparked my humor muses, and we had a secret relationship that my mother couldn't know about because we just laughed at inappropriate things. And one of the things she liked to do was to, you know, push her dentures halfway out. Oh. And make him go clickety, clickety, clickety. And, <laughs> and I loved it. I was just, and then she would put him in and go, shh, don't tell. You know. What do you think would have happened if your mother would have found out the antics that were going on? Well, some shaming, you know, yeah. the usual. I mean, it wouldn't be Christmas without shame, <laughs> right? That's true. Or That's Hanukkah, for that or matter. Or Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, Hanukkah, yes. We're, they're equal shaming opportunities. Yeah. What, what does this mean to be the fourth of three children? Well, you know, my mother, she wanted children uh, to a point. <laughs> and then, so Frank, when I go home for Christmas, it's like Frank, Bob, and Cindy are in the photo albums. Mm. Frank, Bob, Cindy, Frank, Bob, Cindy. I'm like, where am I? My mom's like, well, you looked a lot like her. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying she got tired. It's nothing, you know, nothing. Again. I love my mom, but she, you know, I can imagine. I only have one. And I was going to adopt a second child because I, I love my siblings and I wanted him to have a sibling. But, phew, are you kidding me? <laughs> tired. Tired. You're tired. Yeah. Well, I want to congratulate you on your win in Seattle. I know. Thank this you. This is so exciting. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The first woman since 1985 to win that festival. True. 34 years ago. What is, what is happening in Seattle? Uh, it's not just Seattle. It's just stand-up is a boys' club. And it's kind of a genre that... 
You know, I was a tomboy, as you may be able to tell by this vest and these shoes. <laughs> but I'm just saying. So I never subscribed to the gender roles. And that's helped me in these festivals because, I don't know, I think just I take up more space. Women were kind of taught we're not to take up space, we're not to talk too loud, we're not to be dominant. And it takes a lot to, to you know, command <laughs> an audience. You know? I'm amazed that this many years on from a Joan Rivers, for instance, that this is still a I reality. I hear it, man. I do. I get it. I know. But that was 20 years of the festival in Boston. No woman had ever won it. Yeah. And then 1985. And they hadn't had a woman in the final since 2004. You really, when you do these festivals, it is a different skill set. It's not just stand-up. There's a different skill set in the festival, in the competition. Well, wait, if it's not just stand-up, what well, else is it? Well, it is just stand-up, but I mean, it's like you really have to hyper-focus and push energy to the back wall and really, like, you have to get people excited. So it is a little higher energy, and luckily, old Nance is a marathon runner, and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have a lot of energy, and uh, I'm very needy, so... <laughs> So it worked out. Well, we need you. Uh -huh. I need you guys. Thank you so much, Nancy. Congratulations. Hey, Ryan. Thank you. Happy holidays. As a Jew, I grew up with a lot of Yiddish words. I wasn't antsy. I had spilkes. Oh, hey, Ryan, what's that schmutz on your shirt? Another Yiddish word that I love is schlock, which is art that just missed the mark. So we went on a mission to find the world's schlockiest holiday tune, and the winning record is a marvel acoustically and visually. So the cover art features three kids caroling, Maybe I should be more specific. Three doll kids. Actually, three cabbage patch kids. Who remembers those? Yes, okay. <laughs> well, in 1984, they put out a holiday record. Here, <laughs> here is the track, Christmas Hoop-dee-doo. Sybil Sadie's trying out her science kit. Otis Lee is breaking in his baseball mitt. Our comedy extravaganza continues after a break with a stand-up set from a year that was no laughing matter. I'm Ryan Warner, and you're with Colorado Matters from CPR News and KRCC. In the Colorado high country, the brown snowshoe hare turns white in winter. Named for its extra-large fur-bottomed hind feet, the snowshoe hare can clear 12 feet in a single jump and moves easily in Colorado's mountains, forests, and alpine tundra. Although a hare may look like a large, rangy rabbit with extra long ears and legs, it is a separate species. Rabbits are born hairless and blind and need their mothers for two months. Baby hares enter the world with eyes open, in full fur, and are ready to hop in a couple of hours. Around the world, hares are mostly nocturnal and shy, but come mating season, they engage in a crazy courtship. They'll chase each other for miles, stop, leap over each other, box, kick, hit, hiss, and sometimes urinate on each other midair, all of which explain the old expression, mad as a March hare. A Colorado postcard from Colorado Public Radio. With the support of National Jewish Health. 
You're back with Colorado Matters from CPR News and KRCC. I'm Ryan Warner. Each year, we infuse the holidays with music, memories, light, and laughter. Our holiday extravaganza is now an eight-year tradition, a variety show brimming with Colorado talent. Today, we're listening back to our favorite stand-up performances. There wasn't much funny about 2020. The pandemic forced our holiday show to go remote, allowing us to keep the droplets to a minimum, but the chortles to a maximum. Comedian Ryan Evans learned to work a room as a doorman at an L.A. comedy club. He then went on to help run Three E's Comedy Club in Colorado Springs, which is where he took to the stage for our virtual audience. Hey, 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 how's everybody doing? Thank you for clicking that play button. This is Ryan Evans. I want to talk about being out of the house. Oh, it feels so good to be away from the house and out after that lockdown because uh, I realized I've been set up this entire lockdown time. Yeah, my girl got me fixing everything. Lockdown for girls was chores. That's what that was. I think it was a setup from the get-go. The garbage disposal went down and I fixed it, but it wasn't as easy as it looks. Cause you know, the garbage disposal broke. Here's the YouTube video. It shows you everything. I'm like, let me see. Oh, it is like two minutes. Two minutes long, I could do that. Go get my drill, you know? Which you don't need to fix a garbage disposal. And it shows you how good I am at fixing things. I don't know how to fix, I'm from the city of Chicago. We call people, that's what we do. So I went to working on the garbage disposal and I fixed it. Lo and behold, I couldn't believe it myself. My girl was right there. She said, Ryan, I'm so proud of you. You fixed it. And my chest stuck out just a little bit further. I felt that proud, you know? She said it a second time, Ryan, I'm so proud of you. You fixed it. And, and that's when it started hitting me. Like, okay, why are we saying it again? And she said it the third time and it hit me. Ryan, I'm so proud of you. You fixed it. Now you can fix some other things that's going wrong in the house because I have a list. <laughs> and that's when I realized it. Ever since lockdown, she's been pumping her television shows into me. Like, I've been watching Bachelor, Bachelorette, and HGTV. This is what this is all stemming from. HGTV, the Home and Garden Network, is not for me. I can't do any of it. But if you watch enough of it, that's why I said it needs to be regulated. If you look at it hard enough, you'll think you can do it. Right? It looks fun. You holding hands and frolicking along and drilling together. Like, that's what couples are about. <laughs> Renovating. But no. <laughs> Again, I'm from Chicago. I don't fix things. I call people. So I'm also an entertainer. So I'll start projects and they won't get finished. <laughs> like I got holes all in my living room now. And you know what I do? I hang a Jesus picture over each hole because he fixed it all anyway, right? <laughs> and I try to keep it, you know, so if anybody comes by different ethnicities, I got a black Jesus as well. I got a Jesus over one hole. It's great. I tried the recess lighting because it looked easy on YouTube in my dining room, but holes again. So last supper right there, <laughs> right above. So we don't look down to pray. We look up and thank God for all <laughs> the nourishing <laughs> that he's provided. <laughs> you know? I just, I'm glad to be here in Colorado as a whole throughout this whole thing. Colorado is one of those outdoorsy states. So most people in this lockdown, they had to just sit there. They couldn't really go out and work out, but not Colorado. Colorado goes and get it. You know what I mean? Like I'm a bike rider now. <laughs> like I didn't see that coming, you know? But 
I thought it was like everywhere else when I first got here. I didn't think I would have to like really train to ride the bike. It's just the bike. I had a bike from Walmart. You know, they put it together for you in Walmart. Anyway, I'm riding my bike. There's a bike path down the house and I'm just riding. I got sweats on. I got a tank top. I'm waving at people. How you doing? I live here. You know, you know, I'm blending in, I thought. And then a pack. Oh my God, of real riders rode by. And it is the most frightening thing you've ever seen. If you've never seen this, like a pack of real riders, first off, they pedal in unison together. The whole group is pedaling together. They pedal, pedal, check their vital. Pedal, pedal, check their vital. And that's scary to see, because I'm just riding. It's a leisure roll, you know? And they go by you with their little bell, bling, bling, bling. Like, I think they need horns if they're gonna be doing this. The bell just makes you mad because they yell after the bell. Bling, 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 I'm on your left. I'm on your left, look out, get out of the way, I'm on your left. Like, don't yell at me like that, Chuck, Steve, Brent, okay? I live here too now, okay? <laughs> and then they have their seats up in the air so when they get by, like the added insult, the last little piece to stab it in is their seat being high, so their butts are in the air. Like, if you had a better bike paper, boy, you would know, <laughs> kiss my butt. And it's like, no, Chuck, I went back to Walmart. That's what I did, and I upgraded all my stuff so I can't be talked about like this. Now I got a big helmet that I wear, huh? Yeah, and I got a, a onesie for aerodynamicness, and I pedal alongside everybody. <laughs> if, if Chuck goes to Tour de France, I'm going too. We all cyclists now. I don't, I'm not a bike rider anymore. <laughs> you upgrade when you come out here to Colorado. <laughs> I'm going to go and get out of here, but there's a couple more things I want to say. First off, happy holidays and thank you for tuning in. Secondly, I always like to take time to spell my name. You know, I always, I have to. Uh, my name is Ryan, but it's spelled R-I-O-N. And I take time to spell it because some people are stupid. That's the main reason, I, t I promise you. Because some people see it, R-I-O-N, and like, that's not Ryan, that's Rion. Like, me and my mama have been messing it up all this time. <laughs> like, that's not how names work, okay? People tell you their name, you don't tell them. That's not how names work. <laughs> like, you look like a Stanley. You should be Stanley from here on out. That's not how names work. And plus, I always like to spell my name for people so I don't get confused. Some people confuse me, literally confuse me when they see me with somebody who has way more money, <laughs> way more success than I do. People confuse me for Eddie Murphy. You think so? Oh, okay. <laughs> I get confused for him often. And that's cool. It's fun sometimes. Just don't be stupid. That's all I ask. Look around you. That's all I ask, right? I was flying out of Los Angeles one day. Just got through doing the show. It was a great, great weekend. And I'm in the little line, the line you pass, you know, a little cattle call line before you check your bag. I'm in that line, and there's a family of five. Every time they pass me, they pointing and looking. They think I'm him, you know? The whole family, like, look, look, baby, baby, look. You know, the kids are like, hi, mister, mommy, you know. <laughs> I've had this before, so I played it off. I know what to do, you know. I'm like, please, no pictures, please, please. <laughs> when we made to the last turn, the dad decided to build up the courage and come and talk to me. <laughs> How do you, what? <laughs> he walked up with all this confidence, knowing I'm Eddie Murphy. Like, I'm going to say something to him. I'm going to say something, baby. How you doing, man? I just want to let you know me, my kids, we love everything you do, man. Every Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, man, you ain't Eddie Murphy. Baby, this ain't Eddie Murphy. 
Man, why would you come in here acting like you Eddie Murphy like that? Got my kids thinking you donkey and whatnot, man. That ain't right, man. He's yelling at me at the airport, causing the scene. So I had to reply, sir, why would Eddie Murphy be waiting behind you here at Spirit Airline, okay? Eddie don't fly with you. If you don't get out of the way, you and your little silly kids. <laughs> That's it for me. I've had fun with all of you. Hopefully you stay tuned in. Look me up, ryanevans.com. That's R-I-O-N. Don't make me tell you again. Thank you for your time. Have a happy holiday. Peace. A moment in time from 2020 with Ryan Evans of Aurora doing his virtual comedy set for the pandemic edition of our annual holiday special. And we'll get the hook shortly with a funny finale to this Colorado Matters comedy extravaganza. This is CPR News. Crowds, construction, and a general sense of chaos. Does flying for the holidays really have to be so challenging? People have prioritized travel. I mean, we are seeing numbers that are extraordinary. Get hacks from insiders at Denver International Airport about keeping your stress in check. Plus, CEO Phil Washington on what the airport's doing to handle more and more people. It's all at CPR.org. Comedian Elliot Woolsey is described as rowdy, witty, and larger than life. He recruits new talent for Comedy Works Denver. In the summer, you can catch him hosting the Film on the Rocks series at Red Rocks. Woolsey was the featured comedian at our holiday extravaganza in 2021. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Long-time listener of Colorado Matters, uh, so it's extra special to be here tonight. I had no idea you were so handsome, Ryan. I thought radio people were supposed to be ugly, but no, you're like, like Ira Glass with sex appeal. Like, it's very exciting. I, I love his voice, too. He always sounds like he's excited to tell you a secret about Colorado, right? He's like, the second governor had gout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. Uh, as a comedian, I get asked a lot of annoying questions, you know, like how would you describe your comedy? And I never know how to answer that until the pandemic, you know, all the shows shut down, everything was canceled for a year. Now I know how to describe my comedy, uh, non-essential. Totally unnecessary. I got a little depressed during the pandemic, I don't know about you. Uh, Things took a turn when I started drinking Uh, queso. That was a bad idea. I ran out of chips during a quarantine and I just drank it and I haven't stopped. I. uh, (laughs) Have a big glass of queso every day now, it's delicious. I ate a lot, a lot of large pizzas by myself during the pandemic, that's a, uh, that's the saddest thing that you can eat by yourself, I've realized, right? Especially as a, a man of a certain age starting to lose my metabolism, you know? Because I can tell what percentage of it I've eaten the entire way around, right? Like, it's literally a pie chart telling me how fat and sad my life is getting, right? And as like the pizza pie chart decreases, the grease stained pie chart that represents my sad, sad life increases proportionately. I'm trying to cook for myself more. For the first time ever, my family, my mother asked me to bring a side dish to Thanksgiving. That's a terrible idea. I'm a 39 year old bachelor. I haven't cooked in a decade, but I thought I'd give it a shot. So I went online to look at some recipes. I've never looked at recipes online. What happened to recipes? They used to be so simple. Like I clicked on a link. Why does every recipe author have to insert a four-page journal entry before you get to the relevant information? Thank you. 
Like, I don't need to read a three-page story about how you made out with a boy in a russet potato field in Idaho in 1976, Janet. I'm just trying to make mashed potatoes. It's all very stressful. Holidays are always stressful for me anyway. I'm a 39-year-old man who's never been married. It gets pretty awkward around the holidays. I get all the same questions from my family, you know. My mom's always like, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My dad, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My stepmom, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My stepdad, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? My mom's third husband, Elliot, why don't you want to get married? Gee, I don't know. I guess I haven't found the ones. Thank you, yeah. I'm looking, I'm out there looking. I am from Colorado, I'm a Colorado uh, born and bred, and uh, thank you, yeah. A lot of people don't know this about Colorado natives, but we're much less likely to be skiers and snowboarders, right? Like, people with money move to Colorado to do that expensive sport. When I grew up, we couldn't afford expensive ski vacations up to those fancy resorts like Veal or Aspen or Cooper's Mountains or those other places I'm too poor to say. <laughs> Our camping trips were loading up the station wagon, driving up I-70 and going camping for three days in off-brand Colorado towns named after rocks and guns, right? Like we'd spend a beautiful three-day camping trip in Gypsum, Colorado, or a terrifying three days in Rifle, Colorado. More terrifying than ever these days. <laughs> yeah. But my stepdad, he would take us on these trips, and my stepdad was the driver, right? He was a geologist and a jerk, right? He taught us that tunnel game that you learn when you grow up in Colorado driving through the mountains. You know the one where you have to hold your breath through all the tunnels? Yeah. We lost my sister in Eisenhower. She had a competitive spirit, and now she's a competitive spirit. I miss her. That's her favorite joke. Don't groan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my... My stepdad was a geologist and a jerk, so he would quiz us on rock formations going up the I-70 corridor like we cared, you know? He'd point at a random group of rocks and be like, Elliot, is that metamorphic or sedimentary? I'm like, I don't know, metamorphic? He's like, no, pay attention, Elliot. Clearly, you could see the layers in the rock. It's obviously sedimentary. I'm like, oh, this is why we don't call you dad. Chris, anyway. <laughs> I do like being from Colorado. One of my favorite Colorado places is Boulder, Colorado. It's one of my favorite towns. It's so liberal and fun. It's, it's a crazy, they're like crazy liberal. Like, I, I saw the most Boulder thing I've ever seen the last time I was there. I was doing a show and I went to the restroom. And in the restroom, next to the mirror and the sink, someone had punched a hole in the drywall, right? You could see the outline of the top knuckles and everything. And above it, someone had written, see what women do to us, three question marks. Very problematic, that's not the bolder part. This is the bolder part. Someone had come along with a darker pen and edited that sentence so it read, see what my lack of emotional intelligence has done to me, underlined three times. Even the bathroom graffiti is progressive and woke in Boulder, that's incredible. This is how liberal Boulder is. When you're leaving Denver, traveling north on I-25, Boulder is the only city that makes you exit on the left. <laughs> My name's Ellie Wolsey, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much, everybody.
And our holiday comedy special, woven from extravaganzas of yore, ends on a musical note. For last year's event, we put a call out to performers in southern Colorado. Submit an original song for the season. Here's the winning duo, Swelter and Burn, with Deck the Damn Hall. I used to love Christmas Waiting for Santa Claus to come And frosting the cookies And asking what the hell is a sugar plum But I just wanna, just wanna love Christmas again So deck the damn hall and break out a bottle of gin Cause all I wanna do is Jing, 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 jingle all the Jing, 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 jingle all the Jing, 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 jingle all the to love Christmas Going to Parade of Lights on Tejon Street But mistletoe's a parasite And everything's fine till the cat pees under the tree I used to love Christmas Tracking Santa through the air But the North Pole is melting Soon to drown the Coca-Cola polar bear But I just wanna, just wanna love Christmas again Drinking in Jesus, what's more American? And all I wanna do is Piano duo Swelter and Burn is Willow Welter and Lauren Siborowski, who live in Colorado Springs. And that does it for our comedy extravaganza assembled from our holiday show archives. Here this year's special featuring Iraqi-American comedian Ali Kareem of Denver in our podcast and at CPR.org slash Colorado Matters. I'm Ryan Warner. That's my time. This is CPR News and KRCC.